Chapter 78 Darkness Pursuing the Sinner And will pursue his enemies into darkness. Nahum 1 8. It is of Nineveh and Assyria that this prophet utters his fearful burden. That city and its inhabitants were to bear the judgments of Jehovah. It was to be swept from the earth, and they were to be driven out, pursued by destruction from the Lord. The Assyrian was Israel's great enemy, God's great enemy, a type of the church's great enemy in the last days. The capital city had been warned, had repented, and had returned like the dog to its vomit. Now the last blast of the prophetic trumpet is sounded, a warning to Nineveh, a consolation to Israel. Darkness has settled down on Nineveh from that day to this, and has pursued its dwellers, a type and pledge of the blackness of darkness forever. Let us take Assyria as a specimen of sinners, and this prediction as a declaration of God's way of dealing with them. 1. A sinner is an enemy to God. This is a strong word and worthy of solemn thought. It means much. Scripture speaks of the sinner as first, not loving God, second, forgetting God, third, disobeying God, and fourth, departing from God. But this is more than all these. It is stronger, more decided, and more terrible. It means such things as the following. First, he hates God. Hater of God is his name. Hater of Christ also. Hater of his whole being, his righteousness, his truth, his holiness, his power, and his sovereignty. Indeed, his love. Second, he tries to injure God. He would gladly carry his hatred into effect by injury, in every way. He robs God. He mocks God. He tries to dethrone him and to oppose him. And third, he tries to do away with God. Hostility, when it runs its course, ends in murder. So man, if he could, would take the life of God. When the fool says in his heart, There is no God, he speaks as a murderer. When the Son of God came to earth, the Jews did not rest till they had killed him. Crucify, crucify him, Luke 23 21 was the cry, the intensity of whose bitterness and viciousness arose from the suspicion in the hearts of the Jews that he was really the Son of God. Thus, every sinner is an enemy of God, an injurer, a rebel, a robber, a murderer. All sin is the indication of this, and when fully carried out, it ends in this. And all unbelief is crucifixion of the Son of God. And two, God means to deal with His enemies. He is not indifferent to their hostility. He is not blind to it, and He doesn't mean to overlook it. But He is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. He wishes to give them time to repent. He tries by this love of His to melt them. But if all else fails, He will at length arise and deal with them. They will know His power and righteousness, His wrath and vengeance. Darkness will pursue His enemies. He does not use many words nor strong language. The threat here is very decided, no doubt, but it is very calm all the more terrible and certain from being so calm. 
It refers both to time and eternity, present darkness and eternal darkness. First, there is darkness in store for the sinner. It is not fire or torment that is spoken of here, it is simply darkness. As such, it is the absence of everything that gives health, gladness, and life. For without light, there is no life, verdure, nor bloom, either for man or man's earth. A world without a sun! How dismal! And it is the presence of that which produces gloom, uncertainty, perplexity, terror, and despair. How cheerless is a cloudy day! How many more days of never ending cloud and darkness! No knowledge of the way, groping perpetually, exposure to dangers and enemies. How dismal would life be with nothing but darkness! Yet such is the portion of God's enemies. They have rejected the light of the world, and darkness must be their lot, a common lot with him who is the prince of darkness. Second, this darkness is from God. It does not come by chance, from man, nor from natural causes. It is produced and sent by him who has both light and darkness at his disposal. It comes as punishment, especially for their rejection of the light. Darkness coming in any way is sad, but coming from God it is infinitely terrible. We must go astray, we must stumble, we must wander forever. O enemy of God, think what it will be to be enveloped in darkness and followed by darkness forever. Third, this darkness will pursue them. It will be to them as an enemy or as a beast of prey, ever following them, seeking their destruction. Wherever they go, this darkness will be upon their heels, and they will not escape. In vain will they seek for light. Gross darkness will surround them. Eternal darkness will be their portion, the blackness of darkness forever. Darkness like a rushing whirlwind will sweep them before it. They will be driven away into darkness. Isaiah 8.22. And fourth, every enemy of God must expect this. It is a certainty. It is not possible to be an enemy of God and yet escape the darkness. However swiftly they may flee, the darkness will overtake them like a tempest. Their hostility toward God must be avenged. For the darkness does not come at random. It follows in the track of the hostility. It marks the enemy and follows him, it finds him and pursues him.